Let Me Tell You a Story, podcast number 134. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Call me Ishmael. It was the age of wisdom. Some years ago. It was the age of Never mind it is a how long it You don't know about me without you. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story with your hosts, Steve and Becky Lyles. Settle back into your seat, step onto your favorite fitness machine, or lace up your walking shoes, and enjoy stories from a variety of genres and authors. Hi, this is Steve. Hi, this is Becky. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story. Drew Brown, a new acquaintance, came to our house to help us with our podcasting equipment. Thank you, Drew. But we learned something about him that piqued our curiosity, so we thought it would be fun to record our conversation. That way our listeners can get a glimpse into Drew's life and his plans for the future while we learn more about him and his family. Drew, I understand you live not far from us in Idaho's Treasure Valley, yet I hear you're moving to Pakistan, which seems like another planet from here to me, very different from here. And that kind of voluntary around the world moving raises a whole bunch of questions like, why Pakistan? Uh, have you been there before? What did your family think about this move? And whatever else would be related to that, <laughs> like, huh? What's going on? But first, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, well, thanks for, for letting me be here and help you guys out with your with your wonderful podcast, and for letting me, well, be interviewed and, and talk about myself, my family, and our our trip coming up. Yeah, so I am an ordained minister with Cooperative Baptist, but actually transitioning to Church of God, which was my old old stomping ground church when I was a youth, and I'm trying to think of how, how far back I want to go with this. So I'm Oh, I, it it all ties back into into Pakistan with missions. We're, we're going as missionaries to serve the church there in in Pakistan, and I originally was called into missions. It's been about twelve years now. With my first wife, we thought we were going to to Tanzania, Africa, and God kind of providentially held that back. And we found out later why, as my first wife was diagnosed with stage four triple negative breast cancer and not long after passed away, we would have been on the field, which would not have gone well, especially for the, for the kids. Kids were still quite young at that point. And uh, since then, we've been doing a lot of different uh, audio work and ministry with different churches and, and people all around in the valley and honestly, even throughout the country, but most of the ministry has been here in, in the Boise, Idaho area. Met a lovely girl online. I think that's the only way you can do it anymore. <laughs> and uh, timing wasn't quite right. Long story short, we, we met back up again a couple years later, and things worked out. And so we ended up getting married. My wife, now wife, Sunny, and myself, and our two kids, Gabby and Josh, we got married and then very shortly after that, COVID hit. And we, we survived the initial time of COVID while doing a flooring project. And we, we've had a lot of other massive things happen, including we, we just had a, a pretty bad car accident this last Christmas. So we kind of make the joke, if we can survive and our marriage can survive going through all of this stuff through the COVID pandemic and everything else, I, I, think, I think we're okay. I think we're... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to make it. We've kind of passed the test and and we're okay. But onto the Pakistan piece, because it, it all ties together. We got this call back into missions as Sonny and I were, were talking about marriage. And it it started with a Sonny. We were, we were dating with a purpose. We didn't believe and we don't believe in necessarily just dating to have fun. But we, we wanted marriage. We knew what we wanted. And, and so we dated as a family and we were very convinced and, and dedicated to, if we think we're going the distance with this, then we'll continue on. If we don't, then we're not going to. And Sonny kind of approached me one day and said, I really feel like we're supposed to get married and we're supposed to get married on such and such a day. And I, yeah, Steve, yes, I did the exact same thing. I I laughed. I said, well, there's kids involved. Let's be rational and uh, maybe a year down the line. And she pulled the infamous, well, pray about it. Pray about it card. And I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to pray about it, but okay. And did. And it was one of those times that yeah, God really opened up and spoke very directly to us and said, I, I have plans for you. And they begin on that day. But if you don't do them, then I'm, I'm going to hand them to somebody else. I'm not one to back down from either God's blessings or a challenge, which to me at that point felt like both. So we reached out and started making arrangements to get married and kept praying and asking God, what's what's the plan? What's the deal? And his response was always, when you get the call, the answer is yes. Well, long story short, we get married. God continues to say, when you get the call, the answer is yes. We also had an angel physically appear in our house, grab my arm, and tell me that we had been bestowed with a mark of providence, and where we're being sent will be protected, which just as a parent terrifies you. Great, I, I can't know where I'm taking my family and we need protection. This sounds great. What did I sign up for? And we, we just keep going down. We have prophecies read over us that, that ended up lining up with things that nobody else knew about. And you just go go down the line and get to the point where I get a phone call from who's now our, our regional coordinator, our, our boss. It was an old friend of mine. I've known him for, oh man, closing in on 15 years. And he was actually who we were supposed to replace originally in Tanzania, Africa with my first wife. And he says, hey, I, I recognize and I hear that you're feeling led into missions. I said, yeah, I, I am. Goes, well, I want to know how serious you are about this. I have one posting, but it's going to test you. Okay. He says, how does Pakistan sound? And my my heart drops. I get that lump in the throat and bleh. Uh, which is weird because I didn't really have anything against Pakistan or the people. It was just one of those, oh, that's terrifying. And, and you just, uh, and then it, just get that replay in the back of your head. When you get the call, the answer is yes. Well, with this guy, he doesn't do phone calls, everything. He's always around the globe. And so you never know where he's at and he'll message, he'll send emails, he'll send instant messengers, but he never calls, and, he's, and he directly told me, I really felt like I needed to call you about this and talk to you on the phone. And so as I composed myself, I said, that sounds interesting. T- tell me more. And he gets off the phone. He says, well, I, I got to run a couple errands. Let me call you back in a few minutes. And my wife, Sonny, hears me from the other room and says, why did you say Pakistan? And I went back there and I said, all of this stuff just happened because there was a laundry list of things that happened right before Dawn called. And, and I laid it all out for her. 
And she stops and says, well, that's really interesting. All this stuff that you're saying God was telling you, that matches this prophecy that was spoken over me two years before we even met. And she starts digging through a drawer and pulls out an old cell phone and says, yeah, I recorded it. And she plays this, this prophecy from a roaming prophetess that, I know that sound, that always sounds weird. I, when I tell this story, a roaming prophet, what weird group are you guys with? She was with an Assemblies of God church. I don't take that as you will. Anyway, anyway, this lady is there and, and she's reading over Sunday. She says, oh yeah, I see you're, you're married and you have a family. I, I don't know if it's a ready-made family or what, but there you have kids, but you're out on mission and you're surrounded by little brown children and you're teaching them. And that fit because one of the things that God told me was I'm where I'm sending you, Sonny will be teaching children and you will be teaching pastors how to be pastors out into the community. And I said, well, that, that fits. And my phone rings again. And it's my friend, Don. He says, okay, tell me, why do you feel like you're being called into missions? And I diatribe on this poor man for about two and a half hours with every single thing that has happened over the course of the last eight months at that point. And I finally finish. I said, and, and Don, this happened. I was praying. God told me all of this stuff. You called me, got off the phone. Sonny heard it. She played this prophecy I never even knew about. And then you called again. And the man starts laughing on the other end of the phone. He says, Drew, we haven't even talked about what this mission is about. I was like, okay, so what? You're going to tell me Sonny's going to be magically teaching children. Well, actually, it's an education one. Yeah, we, we are trying to start schools because it's not necessarily persecution like we think of when we think of Muslim countries and they're getting their heads chopped off and it's super dangerous. It's really more discrimination. And in their politics, you can't get into high-level politics if you're not Muslim. So they're not worried about the minorities changing the country via politics. They're worried about the minorities changing the country the only other way they can, in the financial sector. And so one way to prevent minorities from coming up and really competing is to limit their education. So they get kicked out of school for any various number of reasons, or a lot of their education comes directly from the Quran. And so the Christian families and the Hindi families will pull their kids out because they don't want them indoctrinating. Because either way, for, for them, it's, it's a win. Either they're going to convert because they've learned about Islam and they're converting and it's a win, or they leave the school and it's a win because they, they can't get a good education. And so we're starting schools for children and we're needing somebody to help facilitate that. And Sonny has a background in that. Not to mention, there's a massive women's rights movement happening throughout Pakistan. Think like the 1970s, but fueled by the internet and TikTok and Instagram. And women are seeing, if I was anywhere else, I wouldn't need my husband to approve me having a bank account or a driver's license or going on a trip or any of these things. And Sonny's background is not only in, in schooling, but also in human services and counseling. And she's an Afro-Caribbean Latina. She looks the part. She'd fit right in. She can get into the household and, and work with people instantly. You go, so yes, Sonny would be perfect for this. And I, I go, oh, sure, Don. And now you're going to tell me I'm going to be teaching pastors how to pastor. Well, about that. 
We we inherited a a church group. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like this happen. It was almost a handshake deal. One missionary group was trying to pull out because the church group there grew to the point to where they could no longer sustain them and help them. We took over after a lot of negotiations, but we essentially took over as their international group that they're with. And so that church group changed from being this one Baptist group and is now part of the Church of God. And in that, we inherited the oldest seminary in Karachi. And they need teachers and someone to help run the school and to minister over the pastors specifically. The request is somebody who will train and watch over the pastors on a national scale. And I, at that point, I'm just kind of silent. I, what do you What do you do? He just hit every single thing that was said, and he ends up after about four or five seconds of silence, starts laughing at me again, and says, "I'll tell him we found the guy, and I'll send you some paperwork." So we get paperwork. <laughs> we start filling out paperwork. It's uh, it's we're supposed to go, and on this first wonderful trip that we are supposed to leave, to go and and check out the country, make sure is this a fit. Like, oh, can our family actually handle this kind of a move? Uh, Gabby, our, our oldest, who is now 15, man, she'll be 16 in October, which is still a ways away, but she was 13 at the time. Our son is almost 13, so he was 10 at the time. How do you take a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old to uh, not only just a foreign country, but something that is that drastically different? Well, that first trip was supposed to happen March of 2020. Big surprise that didn't happen, right? You know, so what was the next logical thing to do? A flooring project. So we did, <laughs> we did the floors in our house and our marriage survived. I'm sure you guys are happy to hear that. Uh, you know, but we were supposed to go again a second time. It didn't work out. We were supposed to go again a third time. We made it all the way to Seattle and Pakistan changed their incoming regulations due to COVID. We no longer qualified because of the the date change. And literally the, the thing came out on our f- flight from Boise to Seattle. And we got to Seattle and they stopped and said, you no longer qualify because the time you will land, they will have to turn you back around. So we got to come back home. We finally got to go, I believe it was March of 22. We were finally able to make it on our first trip over there. And this is after we'd already been appointed as missionaries. We agreed We signed on the dotted line. It wasn't in blood or anything, but we signed on the dotted line. We were commissioned as Church of God's actual missionaries to Pakistan in June of 21, March of 22. We finally get there, and everyone falls in love with the place, the people, the culture, the food, the the chai, the tea was absolutely amazing. The the non. So I I have celiac. So here in the States, I can't eat hardly anything because... Gluten is in basically everything, and so if I don't make it, I don't get to eat it, save for a few restaurants and a few types of restaurants where it's typically safe. We get out of the country, I can eat anything. I can eat all the breads, I can eat, I, we literally went to Dominican Republic, I had Little Caesars. It was fine. No issues. And I have heart attack symptoms. It's a very severe case. And I can eat anything in any other country. Here in the States, nothing. So I got to enjoy the food. Family got to enjoy everything. They fell in love. We all fell in love. And we're, we're now trying to get back, obviously. Fundraising, which is, uh, 
missionaries, that seems to be like 90% of the job when you're not on the, on the ground is fundraising. Uh, and, and so trying, trying to get there, I've been teaching at the college through zoom. It's a great technology, but it's not perfect. Uh, but I've actually been teaching at the college since 2020. So started teaching pastoral counseling, pastoral care, teach, uh, haven't done the hermeneutics yet, but we also have been teaching, let's see here, demonology and spiritual warfare. We've been teaching a, a couple other different classes as well, just to, to kind of fill them in on things that they're saying that they, they need extra help in. They want the extra teaching and, and training in that they feel like they're lacking. And, and that's one of the things I love about working with Church of God is we don't go places because we feel they need Jesus and we feel that we need to be there because they can't do it without us. We're at the point in ministry to where we go places because the people there are asking for help. And we help in ways that the people there are physically asking for help in. It is not a, we're from the West, we understand what works best, here you go, let me help you and bless you, and now you're blessed because it came from us. It is, how can we walk alongside you? How can we be a blessing to you? We're not here to transform everything for you. We're here to work with you and equip you and bless you and love on you and help you do the job that God has for you to do where you're at. Because we firmly believe if God's not moving you right now, he has you where he wants you. And there's a job and there's a mission and there's a ministry for you to do right there. And so we're, we're there to help and to bless and to encourage in ways that they're asking for. And so we're waiting and hearing from them what are they wanting help with. And the biggest things for them is, is the education, helping train up pastors to get them going, help to educate their children because their children and their families are struggling because they just don't have that opportunity, and then helping with the, the families because the, the family situation is it's just become a really sad situation. They're falling apart because of the sorts of things that they're seeing online. So we have a real heart and passion for the people there in Pakistan, and we'd love to get a few more partners out there. Obviously, this isn't necessarily the platform to just sit and ask for partners, but it's great to get the word out so that people know that that there are people that love the people of Pakistan, that, that they're not evil, horrible people, that they're not all Taliban. They're not all trying to, to go and hurt us and to kill us, but that we have brothers and sisters in Christ there and that are asking for help because that's their home and they need some help. So Drew, you and Sunny will both be involved with education, it sounds like. Um, what about your audio expertise. Will you be able to use that when you uh, go? And I know you have a, a studio and a lot of equipment, so are you taking that with you? So yes, yes. We, we're, we're moving moving the studio. So part of our, our group's ministry is we have CBH, or Christians Broadcasting Hope. Uh, it's, a, it's a worldwide radio broadcast ministry, and we just started our radio program there in Pakistan, uh, it's in Urdu, which is the language that they speak. Uh, Urdu is essentially spoken Hindi, but in the Arabic script. And so it, it's kind of a, a beautiful thing to where it can work throughout multiple different countries and multiple different contexts, because Punjabi is is very similar. Um, and and so it hits all these different areas. It's just different dialects of, of essentially the same spoken language. But but yes, we're we're taking the studio equipment over there. We're we're going to be able to do all of the audio and video work. Um, so with our with our group, I'll be handling a lot of the audio and video for 
our entire team there in our region and, and Pakistan, uh, a lot of people think is Middle East. It's actually Asia. It's the furthest west that Asia goes. So it, it used to be India until 47. And so it's still handled and considered as that same basic territory. So we're part of the Asia-Pacific group, and we're, we'll be handling a lot of the audio and also video productions and, and things that need to be done throughout that area and that region of the world. So we are taking the, the radio uh, equipment. We're taking all the studio equipment, and we'll be doing a lot of that. Um, I actually still have clients who are asking since you're moving, are you still going to be able to do some of that work? Can we still send you things? Yes, just not as much because it's a lower priority. Um, we do have all the ministry things that need to be done, but we'll still be taking work and still be doing things, training up Josh, my my son, to to work in some of this as well. He's got a nice creative mind. So yeah, we'll, we'll still be taking things. You can always find out more on that on my website. It's drewallenbrown.com, it's D-R-E-W-A-L-L-E-N brown.com. You can always get a get a hold of me that way. There's multiple email links. Also a link to my my book, audiobooks, the definitive how to guide what every author needs to know. Get all that stuff right there. Links to everything. Yeah. So we're we're actually excited. I'm I'm glad you brought this up because it brings up that that thought of Drew and Sunny are doing things and the kids are tagging along the line. Uh, the kids really aren't just tagging along. That's that's one of the the neat things about this ministry and this group. The, the kids, they're part of our team, right? We're, we're a ministry team, and they're part of our family, and our oldest, Gabby, will actually be out there with us on the field doing a lot of the ministry with families uh, and hopefully teaching a little bit of English as well, although English is their, their government language. It's the nation's second language, but primarily if people have an education. And so if they don't have an education, it's it's like listening to me go to a Mexican restaurant trying to order. You know, you get a couple words here or there, and that's about it. And so helping with, with some of these other things, and she'll be out ministering with us. Josh, our social butterfly, will probably be in a private school. But otherwise, he'll, he'll still have some ministry time to where he'll actually be a part of it as well. They're not just coming along for the ride. It's a whole a whole family adventure to to get out and to minister and to bless, which I love because we we get an opportunity to really raise our children and to show them firsthand that it, it's more than just saying the right things. It's also doing the right things. And you get to be a part of it regardless of how old you are. We love that. And if you want to find out more, I'd love for you guys to, to get to know us. You can find us at chogglobal at chogglobal.org forward slash team, forward slash DS Brown. So team is in like sports team and DS Brown is in Drew and Sonny Brown. There's links to, to videos that we've put together about the ministry. There's brochures, there's pamphlets, and there's also a link to our private Facebook group. So if you are curious and you want a little bit more up-to-date information other than the once a quarter updates that we try to put out there, uh, you can go ahead and ask for permission to, to join that that Facebook group and get out uh, a lot more timely information as things happen. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of our story. And I want to thank you guys so much for, for letting me be here and, and share with you guys and share with your, your listeners what's going on in our lives. So thank you. It's pretty exciting, Drew. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling us all you did. That would be a challenge, <laughs> but it sounds like a great one, a great opportunity and an adventure really and that you're all involved in it, that's pretty cool. Thank you so much, Drew. 
that was fascinating to learn about the process to become a candidate to go serve in Pakistan or Pakistan, I think. Um, very interesting, but I happen to know, Drew did not mention this, that he and his family are just over 50% in their fundraising. People who have committed to support them, they're at something like 52%, but they'd love to leave this year. So if you're interested in learning more, um, go to the website, and I'll mention it again, C-H-O-G-G-L-O-B-A-L dot org slash team slash D-S Brown. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. We appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Let Me Tell You a Story. Remember, you too have a story. Be sure to live it to the fullest. Thank you for listening to Let Me Tell You a Story. Please email your comments, suggestions, and submissions to story at beckylyles.com. That's all for now. Tune in next time to enjoy a fresh assortment of stories on Let Me Tell You a Story.